Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, where we celebrate every single day the people who are making Coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. And one of those people who's helping you enjoy life here in Coastal Mississippi. Uh, it's Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune. So if you're a Saints fan, you know that Friday is Jeff Duncan Day on Coast View. Second half of the show, incidentally, we're going to have David Machado from Machado Patano. We're going to get caught up on – he does a lot of fishing. We talk, we're going to talk about fishing and what the latest is at Machado Patano. So I look forward to seeing that in the second half. Without any further ado, let me say good morning to my friend Jeff. How you doing, buddy? Ricky, I'm doing good. Uh, another big win. Lots to talk about today. There is, and you're actually not in your normal location. You're actually at the Saints facility, so we may see a few people stream in while we're doing this, and we understand that. But what you doing there today, this this morning? Well, uh, I had to come out and get uh, tested. We get tested every week for COVID, and then, uh, of course, practice will be coming up a little bit later today. It's big, big day. We're recording this earlier in the week, but it's, um, uh, you know, trying to monitor the quarterback situation. That's the big news this week. Yeah, it is, and we're going to get into all that. This is we're recording this on Wednesday, just because of the sequence of events here, and uh, and this will play on Friday. So maybe some news between now and the end, and uh, Friday, but uh, most of most of the reality of what we're dealing with today is is very much the same, and that is that uh, Jameis Winston has had a season-ending injury with an ACL tear and an MCL damage. We, we've got news today that Michael Thomas has seen a setback and he's seen a physician, and there's a lot more news, and we'll get into all that. But why don't we why don't we cover you know Jameis and what you think? You know, is it a Simeon deal? Is it Taysom? Is Taysom Hill coming back from his concussion? What's the latest on all that? Well, it's obviously the the biggest issue with the team right now is who's going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, Saints are going to play that close to the best, like they always do, for competitive reasons. But I think if Taysom Hill clears concussion protocol this week. He will be the starting quarterback. At least that's the indication I've been given, and I think he's going to be back. Uh, so I think it's probably going to end up being uh, these two guys the rest of the way with Ian Book probably getting activated now, the rookie from Notre Dame, uh, on game days as well. Uh, Sean Payton, we, we talked to him today. He's very confident. He thinks they can uh, continue to be successful with those quarterbacks. So I guess we're going to find out um, on Sunday against Atlanta uh, who trots out there, but I, I expect it to be Taysom Hill. Well, look, you know we've uh, we've all been reintroduced to Simeon. Who is this guy? Where did he come from? We've heard you know you guys have done a great job of talking about uh, his past, and we've even faced him. The Saints have faced him before. He's beaten the Saints before, and then you've uh, you've had uh, you know what Peyton has had to say about it. His quick release. He's a smart guy. All those things. Um, but at the same time, there's been a lot of like, what's going on with Taysom Hill? How bad was how bad was his concussion? Are we going to see him back? Are you seeing him around there? What's the, what's the latest on that? Well, I mean, if, once he clears concussion protocol, he will uh, return to practice. And so we haven't gotten out to practice yet. It's this Wednesday before practice. Uh, we'll find out if he's at practice. But, but this through the scuttlebutt I'm hearing, uh, he will be back this week. And uh, I expect if he is back, he'll start. 
Well, Jeff, they're not going to just to, I, I want to understand the, the uh, concussion protocol better. I had a concussion one time in my whole life, had a bike accident. And I remember the lingering headaches and the, you know, the vision issues and whatever. And I was just a young guy, but I never will forget what that felt like. Um, they're not going to let him get on the field and go bang heads. If he's having any symptoms whatsoever, are they? No, no, that's part of the the different thresholds he has to pass is all these medical tests that he's been given. And that's why he hasn't gotten back out of practice uh, before this, why he wasn't active last week against Tampa Bay. Uh, it was a, it was a significant uh, hit and hit and head blow that he took in that Washington game. And, and fortunately, there was a bye week, so they missed a game. Uh, didn't have to worry about missing a game during that bye week. Uh, but, you know, those things can be tricky. Uh, when you have them sometimes, then uh, let's just hope he doesn't have any reoccurring issues. Wow, it's going to be so interesting to see how this all plays out. But, you know, reflecting back on last week, gosh, man, I was standing up a lot during that game screaming because <laughs> there were so, there were so many incredible moments. I mean, it was a it was a team win in every way you can, you know, talk about it. I mean, the the, the it was just a team win. The Saints were not going to be denied against that against uh, Tampa Bay, and as someone who covers the Saints and has confidence in what what's coming together as a team, you weren't necessarily surprised by that, were you? No, I mean I was a, a little surprised they were able to uh, move the ball so effectively on offense once Trevor Simeon came in, just because I haven't really seen him play very much, uh, but it speaks to the. Uh, his preparation, that he was ready to play and could effectively uh, move the team up and down the field. And I also thought Tampa Bay made a lot of really uncharacteristic mistakes, not only the turnovers, but 11 penalties for 99 yards. Uh, the Saints, Ricky gained six first downs on penalties. That's a lot for a game. And uh, I just felt like uh, that once the Saints started getting some momentum, uh, there was a, lot, a little bit early on, a little bit of shock at once Winston went out. And uh, you can feel it in the dome. And once Simeon came in and started making a few plays, and then the, the Bucks really helped them out with a couple of personal foul penalties, 30 yards in, in um, penalty yards, I think that kind of gave the team life and some momentum in the Superdome. And then the defense really took over the game and, and really won it for the Saints. Well, you see, okay, we'll come back to the defense then. So defense, what an inspiring effort over and over again. You keep seeing it this year. And with David Onyemata back, um, when you reviewed the film, did he have like first game jitters or, you know, did you see anything that, that, that said, well, he wasn't, he wasn't at his best, but he still got pushing in that interior line. It really helped us. What's your read on how he contributed? Yeah, no, he was, he was definitely an impact player. I mean, recovered the fumble that led to a field goal uh, that kind of gave the Saints the lead uh, early on. I think that was a significant play. And uh, he creates a kind of a domino effect because he has such uh, power inside as a pass rusher. And they used him a lot in just third down packages to rush the passer. I think they're trying to create more pass rush right now. And uh, he didn't play that many snaps. I think he ended up playing like 29, 27 snaps. They're going to work him back into it. But they like their rotation right now in their defensive line. And when he's there, along with Marcus Davenport, it's certainly a much more formidable unit. Yeah, you do see, you do, you know, you said this all along that 
when you don't have Davenport, you don't have Anyamata, then it really puts the pressure on the remaining superstars that are left. When you got when you have those guys, it's going to really spread out uh, who they can really key on, and it makes it really difficult. I mean, that the strength of our line is we're, we're now beginning to see what that might look like going forward, which was what we saw back in the preseason. I mean, it could be it could be really a defining reason why we win. Yeah, look, I think Dennis Allen had a really good package. I mean, he didn't do anything really different. He, he kind of defended the, the Bucks the way he did a year ago. I think the Saints just match up very well. And, and let's make, not make any mistake here. I mean, not having Antonio Brown and the fact that Rob Gronkowski went out, I think he only played six snaps, makes them easier to defend, certainly, without Brown out there. They, they concentrated their coverage on Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin had a big game out of the slot uh, against Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. But uh, the Saints did a good job of, of pressuring Brady enough to where he started kind of speeding up his passing clock. And I thought that contributed to some of the turnovers. He was uh, releasing the ball very quickly. And I also thought that the officiating crew, letting both teams play, letting them get physical in coverage, played to the Saints' advantage because the Saints – are very physical in their coverage, and they disrupted the timing and led, led to a couple of those big uh, turnovers. Well, we talked about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson last week, that he's not playing at the level that he had been playing. And then after watching him last week, um, do you still have that same same impression? Well, I mean, he had a tough assignment. Chris Godwin's a Pro Bowl player, uh, made a big interception that, that led to a, a touchdown. So... He did come up with a big play, but uh, look, the Bucks lead the league in passing. I mean, Tom Brady came into the game as the uh, leading, uh, I think, led the league in uh, passing yards and passing touchdowns, so they're going to make their plays. I think when you play them, you have to really kind of trade blows with them, and you have to make plays yourself, and I thought the Saints' pass defense, and in particular, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, while he gave up some plays, he also made some plays himself. So I think that's the best you're going to do against a, a team as talented and experienced as, as Tampa Bay. Well, you see toward the end of the game, they scored. And then uh, you realize then, okay, we're about to find out if Simeon's a leader or not. Can, can he can he make a big play? Can he do what needs to be done to get the Saints back into this in the way that they needed to? And he did, didn't he? Oh, yes. Drove him right down the field, converted a couple key third downs, got him that go-ahead field goal, uh, and then the defense did the rest. I was really impressed with that drive that Simeon put together. He's a very poised, calm player. And, uh, you know, you forget, he's started 25 games in the league. He's not, you know, he's, he's not a rookie, so and, and he acted like it in that moment. Well, when we come back with Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune, we'll finish sort of a debriefing on the on the game from last week. What do we look forward to this week? Uh, what's the latest on Michael Thomas? My goodness. Here we go again. We'll, uh, we'll continue that conversation. We'll come back from break. Coast View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. 
Welcome back to Coast View. It's uh, Saints Friday here on Coast View. We have Jeff Duncan from Normal.com and the Times Picayune covered the Saints longer than anyone else. Um, man, he's a Hall of Famer. He's done it all. So anyway, Jeff. Okay. So let's talk about, I want to come back to Simeon and, uh, and Taysom Hill for just a second. What I liked about Simeon is, as Peyton pointed out, he, first of all, he's a smart guy, seemed to really efficiently run the, 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 uh, the offense. He threw the ball away when he saw no open receivers, you know, lived to play another, another play, had to do it a couple of times on third down. That was a little frustrating, but you know, go back and look at those receivers and they weren't open. It doesn't appear that they were open, but you've got a guy with it. You know, he's got a, very tight pass. He seems to be pretty accurate. Very smart guy. And he's never really been given this opportunity to run. Uh, you know, he started moving forward at Denver, and then they put somebody else in there. What is the rub on him? Why can't he? He seems to have all the attributes of a starting quarterback. Why isn't he given, being given that shot? Yeah, I just think some, sometimes you're not in the right position, not the right fit for the right team. I, I know that the Saints took calls from three different teams over the last uh, few weeks interested in trading for Trevor Simeon. They, they were interested in bringing him in, so there is interest in him, and I think the Saints were smart in keeping him uh, on the roster and not giving him up. Certainly now, it, it looks very prescient uh, because they need that experience uh, to go with Taysom Hill in the quarterback room. Uh, so I think there is there is some teams that value him, and, and like like you said earlier, he came in here a few years ago as the Denver Broncos starting quarterback and beat the Saints in the Superdome. So he he's shown that he can lead a team and lead an offense, and and he knows this offense very well. That's one of the reasons why they did not want to uh, give up on him because they knew that this could be a possibility, and they wanted someone with this opportunity the Saints have right now. Their team is is challenging for a playoff spot, and uh, they don't do they want to be all in, I guess, and and so it makes sense to have that quality depth at the most important position in the game. So Taysom is the guy. What do you expect to see? Well, I think the offense will be a little different. It'll, it'll look a lot like what we saw a year ago when he took over and and led the Saints to three wins and four starts. Um, but, I mean, this team is rounding into form, I think, right now. They're getting very confident. Uh, they've won three in a row, and I think they feel like they have a, a, a chance here to go on a run. Whoever's at quarterback, Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon, I think they're confident that the team is good enough defensively and on special teams, and getting some of these key players back uh, over the next few weeks should only make them even more formidable. So I think there's reason to be optimistic even without – Jameis Winston at quarterback. Well, I was over in Alabama the last couple of days, unfortunately, to go to a funeral. Uh, but, uh, man, they are really aware that we gained uh, an Alabama star back on our roster. That It was great to see him out there, wasn't it? Yeah, Mark Ingram's one of the more popular players I, I think I've covered since I've been here. It's funny, Ricky, he, he didn't start out that way. I don't know if that's the Alabama background or what, but he's – he felt like he was a polarizing player early in his career, and then suddenly he became beloved. And uh, certainly good to see him back. I think that's a big addition. Gives Alvin Kamara some relief, takes some of the workload off him. And I thought he was very productive in the game the other day. Made some players miss in the open field, which has been a little bit of a knock on Mark Ingram. And I think he's going to end up being their goal line and short yardage back uh, 
that's one of the strengths of his running ability. And um, I think it just gives them more depth and a guy that knows the offense. And you can have him out there for all three downs, which is also important for the for the Saints, the way they run their offense. Why did Houston let him go? I think they're just in transition. They're trying to build for the future. And, uh, you know, the Saints offered them a draft pick. Uh, so I feel like they feel like they're they're not going anywhere this season. Uh, so they're trying to build for the future. It makes a lot of sense. A guy like Mark Ingram, who's in his 30s, late in his career, is not going to be a part of their long-term future. Hey, I have to one, one other one other comment about Jameis. Um, I was really warming up to the guy. <laughs> Finally, warming up to the guy. I didn't like that he was taken off running the way he was because he's not known to be an athletic quarterback. And literally, is just you know, the play before he got injured. I had that thought, and then he he gets injured. Um, I hate to say that I saw that coming, but he was really beginning to settle in and find his, his role, wasn't he? Yeah, he was playing very well in the game, too. I mean, it was a beautiful pass. He threw for a touchdown to Traquan Smith. He was running at uh, the right times, converting first downs, uh, third down conversions. And it was just unfortunate. Sean Payton said he doesn't think that injury would have happened on natural grass, that it was mainly a, a, a kind of a turf injury because of the way his foot stuck into the turf. And that was unfortunate. It's really unfortunate for Jameis Winston in a, a, a year when he – he really needed to have a good season for his career. I mean, I think he saw the opportunity. He was starting to get more comfortable in the offense. So it's a tough setback for him, unfortunate setback for him in, in his career because uh, I think he felt optimistic about his future either here or somewhere else with the way he was playing. Speaking of setback, what's the latest on Michael Thomas? Yeah, that's, that is a setback. I mean, it was the news that broke this week that uh, he's had complications from his uh, surgery and in, in, in re in his rehab from surgery, and he's probably going to have to have another procedure. At least that's what Sean Payton said. And uh, Mike Thomas announced on his social media platform that he's going to be out for the season, probably because he's going to have to have a, another procedure. So that's obviously a tough blow for the Saints. Now they've, uh, you know, worked without him now for almost uh, two seasons now, so they know what it's like to put together an offensive game plan without him, but I think there was a lot of optimism that he was going to be back and bolster that receiving core. And the Saints did try to make some trades uh, before the trade deadline on Tuesday for a receiver. They just couldn't get one done uh, in the wake of the news that they knew they weren't going to have Mike Thomas. That's really what spurred their interest in getting another receiver, but couldn't make it happen. And Sean Payton said he's confident in the guys they have. Uh, They've certainly they've, they've gotten to a five and two mark with with this receiving core, and um, so we'll see how how it plays out going forward. But I think they're going to have to ride with the guys they got, Ricky. Well, you know what? We've got some talented guys on on the team. You can't, you know, we we watched the the rainy game in Seattle, and people drew a lot of conclusions about that. It was good to see the ball get spread out uh, on this in this game against Tampa. Um, they, they seemed spirited. They were getting open. They were catching the ball. I mean, you know what? We've got some talented guys, and maybe it's time for one of them to step up, and maybe we'll see it with Callaway or, or, or you know, Smith. You know, who, who knows? We're, we're going to see some guys step up, don't you think? Yeah, you know, Deontay Harris came back and, and made an impact uh, on the field, and, and you mentioned Mark Ingram now bolstering the running back uh, room. So I, I think – they put up 36 points against Tampa Bay. That's a good defense. 
Uh, I think if this team can just score in the upper 20s, they're going to win most of their games because their defense is just playing lights out right now. <laughs> so it is so good to see. It is so good. And Demario Davis continues to blow and go, man. It's just it's really fun to watch that guy play, isn't it? Yeah, he's playing at like a Pro Bowl, All Pro level, uh, and the second level of defense. He's the clear captain at a defense, along with Cam Jordan and and Malcolm Jenkins, and they're they're just so experienced on that side of the ball. Uh, they're they're they they're deep. Uh, I think from front to back, there really are no weaknesses uh, on their defense. And you can just tell they're playing with a lot of confidence. There's, they don't make it easy for anybody, including you know one of the all-time greats, Tom Brady. Hey, look, when we had that pick six at the end of the game, I can only speak for the room that I was in. It was loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was loud. Know, after, that fir- after that first home game, it was muted. I think maybe a lot of that that protocol, the pro pro. I, mean, I know that it was back to a full deck again, but it just wasn't the same. Saints lost a game at the end. This game was different. It looked like from the moment Ingram came out and led the who dats, and then to the end where you had to pick six. It was. It must have been an electric environment. Yeah, I would say it was probably one of the the ten loudest games that I've ever covered there. Um, it was it was electric, and I think it had a big impact on the game. Uh, you know, people were almost willing the Saints to victory, and like I said, once they started getting momentum late, midway through the second quarter, after the the shock of losing Winston kind of wore off, that crowd got into it. I think really energized the Saints, and you could see their body language pick up. And you could see Tampa Bay start to realize, hey, we're in for a dogfight here. This is not going to – they're not going away uh, just because their quarterback went down. And, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it, how it plays out this week. you got Atlanta coming to town, arch rival. But it, I think it could be a dangerous game just because of the letdown factor. And I'm sure Sean Payton is hammering that message home to his team all week uh, to not let down. This is a dangerous opponent, a team that's going to want to come in here. They're desperate for a win. So the Saints they're, they're need to get a win, win. But, man, but look, you, they're making some plays. I mean, they, they could be really scary fast, couldn't they? Yeah, and it's always tough when you got a new quarterback going in there. Uh, so I think the Saints the Saints will be you know, have to be on their toes and have to play well to, to win this game. Yeah, so anyway, hey, Jeff, Duncan, thank you so much. Uh, this has been Saints Friday here on Coast View. Uh, Jeff with TimesPicUnanola.com. We appreciate your wisdom and your insider information. Have a great day today, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, I look forward to talking to you after another win, Ricky. Take care. Anyway, so we'll be back right after this break with David Machado of Machado Batano. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.